Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bidoff. Joining me this evening, we have Jacob Terrell, Earl Nieto, and our special guest this evening, President, CEO, owner of the New Mexico Runners, Andres Trujillo. Andres, thank you so much for joining us this evening. We appreciate you taking time to, to come on the show. And I know the runners kicked off their season this past weekend with a win. Uh, How does it feel to get the season off on the right foot? Hey, you know what? First off, thanks a million for having me on your show, guys. You know, we uh, we really appreciate it as our, from our family, our organization. We appreciate all the support you guys give us. You guys do such an amazing job covering, you know, our local soccer scene. And, and I think it's such an important element we have in our community, uh, such as yourselves, to really – uh, you know, be a part of what our soccer community is all about and growing the sport here in a community. But, um, but yeah, you know, we're excited. It was a great way to start the fourth season, uh, had a seven, one victory in Kansas. And so the guys are pumped. We're pumped. And this just makes it even more exciting for our home opener of the season on January 7th. But, uh, we're walking on cloud nine as of this moment. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. You talked, you know, uh, talked about, um, you just mentioned season four. I mean, you guys have been around uh, past few years, obviously, you know, the COVID season, we've, and we've talked about that before. Um, it's got to feel good, especially with the number of guys that you got, that the, the club re-signed, mm-hmm. uh, particularly, uh, I mean, the list, basically, you guys basically returned the entire roster. Yeah, yeah. Season. Yeah, we so so really we returned the uh, what what you saw the last half of the season is what was returned uh, this season and and as most of you know when uh, the the last half of the season we won three three out of our last five games and so we had a little bit of momentum going there figured out the chemistry and so those guys came back and so it's great to have you know guys like Marshad Amadi who's just going off the rails man he. Uh, he had a slow start last season, kind of getting, get, getting the, getting his bearings with the indoor game. Uh, you know, a lot of folks don't realize, but outdoor and indoor are very different um, in proximity, in, in speed, in in awareness. Just because of the tight, you know, intimate setting, you know, you're you're playing soccer on a hockey rink size field versus playing outdoors. You have a huge field, um, you know, to to play on, and so. Uh, Mershad is going off the rails. He scored five goals on Sunday and, you know, I, I know it's our first game, but I, am definitely calling MVP of the league for, uh, for Mershad, uh, who's a Sandia high school graduate. And so that's what that really is telling of our local talent here in the Albuquerque Rio Rancho area. Um, but, but yeah, you know, having guys like, like I said, Mershad come, yeah, come back, you know, we had Vince Aragon. Who who's a local product out of St. Pius, and as well as he's a uh, uh, an assistant boys varsity uh, soccer coach, and and you know guys like Colton Ord, who's just an amazing competitor and one of the most fun people athletes you'll see on the field, and and so when you got guys that are invested in this program, it just really brings that chemistry level to where it needs to be, and uh, and you know head coach Fumaletta has. Uh, has the the plan set and we're rocking and rolling with it. Yeah, well, I had several opportunities to get out there last season and watch the runners out at the uh, Rear Rancho Event Center, and talking with you and talking with with Coach Steve and you know talking to some of the players. I mean, it, it, and then like you said, you mentioned the difference in playing indoor outdoor, and you really see it, and it's such a such a vastly different experience. Mm-hmm. And um, I've been doing a lot with uh, small side of seven v seven down here at Kramer Fields over the past several months, mm-hmm. and. 
I, to me, that kind of relates a little bit more than the, than the true outdoor game does uh, just seeing the pace of play and how quick mm-hmm. the, the size of the field. And so, you know, it's just, we can't, we talked about it last year. It's so much fun to get out and watch the runners and see what, you know, coach Steve and the guys are doing out on the pitch and, and really you put on a, a fantastic show, a production, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what are some of the things that, that fans can look forward to out at the events there this year? Yeah, you know, we're, we're, every night's going to be a theme night. So, you know, uh, we want our fans, we want the community, we want the, everybody in our, in our community to really enjoy what our product is. And, and we want to, you know, have as many different groups and, and folks that are important in the community recognized and whatnot. Uh, you know, our first home game on January 7th is actually themed Rio Rancho Community Day. Um, you know, be based off, obviously, we're, we're based out of Rio Rancho. So uh, our, our thought process is to really give back to the Rio Rancho community through a promotion of Rio Rancho. So, for, so, you know, we'll be having a networking event with the Rio Rancho Chamber of Commerce there. So local Rio Rancho businesses can come to the game for free and set up their booths, get engaged with our fans, you know, gather leads. So uh, doing that, we're, we're working on solidifying a Rio Rancho Community Cup between uh, the Varsity Boys, uh, Rio Rancho, and Cleveland High School soccer teams. So we're going to be doing a little mini game before our game on that night. Uh, but then we're also going to have a great halftime show with the Rio Ranch, uh, excuse me, the new, the Roadrunner Brass Band. And so these guys do some funky stuff, they, you know, playing Bruno Mars on a, a brass band. And so uh, we're going to have a rocking halftime show. And so that's January 7th. You know, down the way, we also have Educators Appreciation Night where educators get in free. Um, we're we're going to have a uh, uh, youth soccer night that's on the docket. Of course, Faith and Family Night's a, an important element for us. You know, we're very faith-based in, in our family. So, you know, as anybody knows that comes to our games, we are very big on prayer before our game for the safety of our players, you know, enjoyment of the game, the community. Um, and, and things like that, and so we're and then right now we're solidifying uh, deals with uh, Union Night to include like the uh, electricians and plumbers and pipe fitters and all the different unions in the community to come out and um, really have a great time and, and whatnot. So um, and oh, and then I can't forget we are going to have Scouts Night at, the, at our last home game of the season where we have the Boys and Girls Scouts coming out, and you know we're the first. Uh, 500 scouts that come through the door will actually get runners patches for, uh, for their sashes and, and whatnot. And, you know, those scouts are big on their patches. So, um, <laughs> lots of different things happening through for out for our season four. And we're really excited to roll it out. Yeah. Unlike Jake Monroe, I actually was a boy scout. So I, I know what you're talking about with the, with the patches and things. And it's a big deal, man. It is. <laughs> oh, dude, it it seriously. It is. <laughs> I feel like Seth just tried to take a shot at me. <laughs> it, it didn't, it didn't affect me. <laughs> I remember back when, when I was getting, and I'm old, obviously older than Jacob Merle. And uh, when I was in Cub Scouts, they had belt loops. They had, just little, <laughs> they had little belt buckles. You would put, put them on your belt. Okay. And you have to slide those around. And they, you, you would end up filling up your whole belt, like these little like clips that would go on it, like little, little metal clips. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So it was, uh, it, it I, yeah, it was a big deal every time you earn something like that. And so I think that's really cool. And, and, uh, being out there last season and seeing everything you have planned so far this year. I My mean, God, are you still talking? Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> if you'd like to jump in, feel free. <laughs> Um, you know, we've talked about the community and we talked with, with coach Steve and being involved and, mm-hmm. and 
you know, you guys are just, especially up in the Rio Rancho area and reaching out to the high schools and bringing in talent. Like it's, uh, it's fantastic what you guys do. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the whole thing is, is I think you, Steve's plan, you know, uh, is to really foster a pathway for local athletes. And, um, you know, I know there's a lot of times where athletes may not get an opportunity. Local athletes may not get an opportunity to perform at a higher level, but, you know, being able to, to play, you know, in the major arena soccer league, there's an opportunity there. And, you know, I think, and definitely those, those, these athletes get national attention and they get seen by folks all over the world, really. And so, you know, it's just, Steve has a plan. Coach, head coach Famoletta has a plan. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I keep saying the same thing over and over again, and that's trust the process. And, and I think we've, we've definitely figured out that, that chemistry and, and how to move forward, you know, um, to have successful seasons as we, you know, as we keep going and growing. Yeah. So, you know, three, four years ago when you kind of started this process, mm -hmm. I'm sure you had some expectations of what you wanted it to be like after one year, two year, three years so far. Mm -hmm. I know COVID probably put a damper on that a little bit. Oh, yeah. As far as, as what you thought going into it when you first started the the process of getting the team and everything, is it is it more than you expected, less than you expected, about where you expected as far as, you know, fan base and and team success and and your love for it and everything like that you know i so it, it, that's a that's a great question because i would say it's all the above and i know that sounds kind of weird no, but, I get it. I get it. Yeah. but but you know there's so there's certain elements that are right on par with what i expected you know at this point in time um, and then there's some elements that are, I've been like, Hey, like, I, I didn't expect that. I wish things were a little bit different. Um, and, and then there are other elements where it's like, wow, I can't believe that, you know, we have gotten to where we're at, where, where we're at. And, and, you know, this is something that I never thought could be possible. And, and, you know, on that, on that level, uh, I would say like being able to be as successful as we are, meaning that we're still here, you know, I, I'll be honest, we had a lot of doubters, right? We had a lot of people that have always told us like, Hey, you know, Oh, okay. You know, you maybe you'd be around a year, maybe you'd be around two years. Okay. That's cool. And we'll see where you're at. And, you know, here we are really, I mean, coming up five years later and we're still here, we're still rocking and rolling. And, right. and, you know, I, and I think now we're starting to get a lot of the people um, in the community, whether it's, you know, traditional soccer fans, whether it's, uh, you know, sports fans and casual sports fans, they're starting to to really take a look at us and say, "Hey, we want to check this out." Um, and one of those elements is, I, I'm sure you guys, uh, you know, know this guy, um, you know, N Mr. Nelson uh, Unido Mando or Mando Unido. I don't. Know, I always get it backwards. Um, who dresses up all in the Star Wars gear? Uh, and I know oh, he's yeah. over at United Games all the time. But man, he is just invested so much of his uh, energy and 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 being a fan of the runners and he hasn't even been out to a game yet, but he just loves what we have going on. Right. And, and so obviously we're seeing the elements of, of folks like saying, Hey, okay. You know, and, and what United's doing is great. Like they're rocking and rolling. That's awesome. And, and now I think fans of United are really starting to say like, okay, the runners, well, this is like a legit thing. Let's take a look at this and see what these guys have to offer. And, and so we're, we're starting to, that growth is starting to finally take hold. And, um, you know, it's just really exciting to see folks uh, jazzed up about the, the first home game and this season. Yeah. And we kind of see that like 
so I, I can think back like the Scorpions and and uh, oh, who what was the basketball team? Oh, Thunderbirds. Yeah, you know, but we, you can even go farther back to the New Mexico Slam. I don't know if you remember those guys. I, and so, so we've seen that kind of stuff before, but it does feel like we're in kind of a new era for I don't want to say like lower level sports in New Mexico, but uh, for lack of a better term, you know, with you guys and the ice wolves and, and United to an extent and, and gladiators over there in the arena mm-hmm. as well. They, there seems to be some sustainability building there. And, and I think I, I don't want to take away from what everybody else is doing, but United has kind of shed a light on, Hey, we, we can survive. Mm-hmm. We can do these kinds of things at a smaller level and still have a good time and be a good outlet for the community and and I really enjoy seeing that with you guys and and the Ice Wolves and everything like that. It, I, I I wish I still lived closer so I could get to a few more games. But but the fact that Seth's able to get out there, hopefully me and Earl can get out there this year, and uh and and keep it going, keep that that momentum that we've been getting the last few years with all those teams going, and and keep it keep it up and and help you guys grow. I, I, Jacob, I think you nailed it on the head, hit the nail on the head with that one. Um, you know, I think there's a this this light that's being shed on our sports right here locally, and and not not to say anything negative about less UNM sports, but I, I really think for the longest time, oh, UN, <laughs> I think UNM has dominated the sports market in New Mexico. I mean, since I I don't know, I can't even remember. I mean, it's been so many years that they've dominated the sports market. So a lot of people have just kind of grown into this like oh the only thing that's there is lobo football or lobo basketball or whatnot and and so now that there is this really blossom of sustainable sports that's that's taken hold now people have kind of opened their eyes and said well unm isn't the only thing and and again unm's unm and and what they do is great they they're you know but it's collegiate right and so we have other sports that are on higher level you know past collegiate and so um, I, I really do think community, uh, the community around New Mexico, you know, in different markets are really starting to see this and, um, and, and invest their efforts and, and time into supporting our local sports teams. So. so I, I got to ask, you sent us an email just a little while ago saying you're going to unveil some new kits tomorrow. Yes. Is that, yes. is that the new drip there or is it? So, uh... so this is actually the road uniform, okay. you know, has visit rear Rancho that they were the uh, primary partner um, with it. And so um, I don't know if my mic's going on and out. I got like notifications going off the wazoo on my phone. Um, but yeah, so, so these are the kits that you saw in Kansas, um, you know, turquoise, of course, red uh, New Mexico gem um, and, and whatnot, but we'll be actually unveiling the home kits and our uh, tomorrow at our press conference, and and you guys are more than welcome to be there. I sent you guys the uh, the invite. It was kind of a last impromptu thing, just because um, we've we've partnered with Roadrunner Food Bank, and we'll we'll talk more about it tomorrow at the press conference. Um, and so, but that was the only time that they could get us in. We were trying to do it later this week, but unfortunately, um, you know, the winter times are the tough times for a lot of hungry New Mexicans. So they, they really have a priority there. Uh, but, but yeah, so we're, we're really ready to excite We're excited to unveil our home uniforms and what we're doing with the Roadrunner Food Bank. It's, uh, something really special this season. 
Yeah, I've I've uh, I've been impressed with with the gear. You know, you you uh, you gave me a hoodie last season, and I picked up a, one of the home kits and uh, great gear and uh, a great way to support the club. You know, getting out and getting some winners gear and and you know, looking ahead uh, to the rest of the season. I mean, what has there, have there been any changes as far as the the lineup in the MASL? Are there any new clubs this year? Any guys, any clubs you're excited to face later on? Yeah, you know, um, it, it, you know, in in our league, we've uh, we're at 15 teams, so there's three divisions. It's kind of a little unorthodox, but um, that's just based on geography. That's what the league decided to do. So you have your uh, east, your Midwest, which we're a part of, and your your West Coast. And um, of course, you know, within the Midwest division, it's us, uh, Wichita Wings, which have been they've been around for 40 plus years. They're an iconic uh, indoor arena soccer team. And we have Amarillo Bombers. We have the Colorado Inferno. And then, of course, the team we just played, the Kansas Bandits out of Dodge City, Kansas. Those guys are new uh, to the league, but they've asked they've added Tijuana to the West Coast. Um, you know, of course, uh, that, that's really special because you got, you know, San Diego there, you have Ontario there, you have Turlock, uh, those are all California teams. Um, you know, uh, the Chihuahua Savage, they added a, a team to the mix for this year. They were there, they were here a couple years ago, but, um, they sat last year out and then they came back for this year. Uh, so, so really the, the league is just growing and you know, they added in the, in the Eastern division, they added two Iowa teams, one in Des Moines, one in Cedar Rapids. And so the league is growing. And, and so that's, what's really great about this league is, is, you know, back in the late eighties, uh, seventies, eighties, uh, indoor was huge. You know, MISL people were nuts about it and they were just selling out, you know, 15,000 people in, uh, in, in the arenas. And so, and then in the nineties and early two thousands, it like died off. It's, it was the weird thing enough. It just died off. And so fans weren't being invested into it anymore. And, and a lot of it had to do with the NBA and the, most people don't realize this, but the NBA, the attributes you see on NBA games with the music and um, you know, the way they do things at an NBA game actually came from indoor soccer and they, they actually gave the template to the NBA and, and really, that's why indoor soccer kind of fell off the, the map in the 90s and 2000s was because the NBA took what the, uh, the uh, MISL was doing and they did their own thing and, uh, and, and ran with it. And so uh, now that we're seeing the league grow and be sustainable, it, it is really going to help, um, you know, really going to help. Yeah, Harry. Uh, so RGV uh, out in the West is very odd. But um, yeah, so, so Harry, so... They got put in the West just because, of, like you said, geography. And, you know, um, RGV is a great opponent. We played them actually last year, and uh, they gave us a good, uh, they, you know, they put up a good fight and, and they, they beat us. But um, it was still a, a really good com- competition. And so we're hoping to see RGV in the, in the playoffs. That'd be, that'd be really cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you know, the Milwaukee wave are still rocking. Of course, they're in the M one in the, uh, in the first division, which is made up of larger markets, uh, that, that are a million plus. And so we're in the M two, of course, we, we only have what six, 700,000 in the metro area. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, you know, we're just, we're just here to really bring the, uh, attention to the game to New Mexico and be being the first major arena soccer league team in New Mexico history. Um, definitely we're, we're, we're just doing our thing and trying to let the public know, Hey, we're here. Like, come, come watch some exciting arena soccer action and it's a party going on and Hey, it just happened to be a, a soccer game going on too. <laughs>
Yeah, looking at the looking at the, at the new guys on the roster, I mean, who are you most excited to see? Obviously, um, had some good performances over the weekend. Uh, who do you think is going to be the star this year? Well, I really, uh, you know, I, I, it's hard to say that, you know, single anybody out in particular. I really feel we have a lot of uh, assets, you know, all the way around. It's just well-rounded with everybody, you know. We got a guy, uh, of course, Jackson Rogers. Uh, he's actually – um, on our on our poster schedule here and uh, you know he's actually from Rio Rancho but he moved to the Midwest uh, and when he was like 13 14 and then lived in the Missouri for a long time and then just came back to New Mexico last year and so um, he's he's been a very big huge advocate of the sport an amazing community member and very talented on the field you know you got guys like I mentioned earlier Vince Aragon the local talent and you know last season he never played a lick of indoor at all at a, at a competitive level and just had the natural ability to, to really just shine and and Vince has played every single game this season and so uh, of course Mershad we have guys like our originals uh, Sergio Fuentes he's he's back in the mix and um, you know, he got injured uh, towards the end of the season last season, but he's back. Of course, our team captain, Froyland Ramirez, and, and he, he's just a, a stud and, and the most skilled indoor player that I've ever seen. I mean, he, he's, he does his things. He's, his, it, watching his legs move, it's so mesmerizing. Um, so, so you're just like, holy moly, how's this guy doing stuff like this? Uh, you know, and uh, it's, just, it's just really exciting. So, Hey Robert, uh, you know there's talks of of San Antonio of potentially um, having that a market open up. So hopefully there's some momentum there, and some some sports investors or entrepreneurs would um, you know will will jump in and and really um, set something down in San Antonio. So, <laughs> uh, but like I said, you know just the roster in general is just great, and and you know got a lot of young guys. Uh, that that are just really hungry, you know. Giovanni Vialba, he's the guy's only twenty, and and he's just just dynamite on the field, and so and he's a he's a, a Trisco Heritage Academy product, and never played college, never played anything outside of high school, and uh, and has been a huge uh, asset to to the squad. So yeah, I mean, like I said, it's it's just well rounded this season, and I'm just excited to see what everybody does, uh, you know. So yeah. Um, I'm curious, at least from my standpoint, when you're, because obviously, and I think we kind of talked about last year, I, I may have been in a conversation I had with Coach Steve, is that some of the other clubs bring in actual like pro guys yeah. to play play on the weekends and they fly them in and out. And, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are truly are a, a semi-professional team. Um, these guys are, you know, they're, they're obviously not getting the salaries that you see in other leagues. You know, when you're bringing guys in, what's that conversation like in terms of, you know, compensation and playtime and, and things like that? Yeah. So, so, you know, I, it, it's hard to say that we're a semi-professional team because we're really not, we are actually playing in a professional league. Mm-hmm. Um, now, one of the things about, you know, New Mexico is workman's comp is very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, even if you pay, um, you know, a little bit of money to anybody, uh, any of your players, I mean, you're expecting $50,000 a year in workman's comp, you know, you have to pay for as an organization. So, so what we do is very unique. Um, we actually commission our players as, as salespeople. So, you know, sponsoring the getting sponsors and partners and ticket sales and stuff like that. And we actually pay, 
our players through sponsorship sales. And when they get sponsorship sales, when they get ticket sales, they actually get a 20% commission on things. So that's how they actually get paid. But, but, you know, we also, we know on our end, we also, we give them perks, you know, through, um, you know, we have a team sports physician that they, that takes care of them. You know, they get float recovery um, and things like that. So, you know, there's, there's perks to it, but, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of our guys are, uh, you know, have their own professional careers. You know, we got real estate guys, we got folks that work at the labs, we got um, folks that work in medical, we got, you know, a lot of these guys have professional jobs already um, in, you know, in the community. And so they just happen to have their roots here locally. And, and we actually only have one guy that's from out of state that we signed new this year, his name's Austin Snyder, and he's out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And so very talented guy, played actually in the third division, the M3, MASL3, um, but ended up moving here. And, uh, you know, his his uh, significant other is uh, working here, doing her thing here. And uh, it just happened to work out that he was able to play for us and sign with us. Uh, so, um, you know, but at the end of the day, these guys are have their roots here. And, and they're still have it in them. They still have that drive. They still have that passion and, and being on an Island makes things very difficult. Um, you know, it, here in New Mexico, I mean, our closest opponent is Amarillo four hours away, but then you got Colorado, which is five and a half. Then after that, it's seven plus seven and a half plus hour drive just to get anywhere else. And so, um, you know, working with other, so, so one thing about us as well that I, that I wanted to mention is, so we actually have affiliations and work together with M1 teams. So major market teams. And so if a major market team likes one of our players, there's actually an opportunity for our players to, to play at the first division and, uh, and actually make a little bit of a salary as well. Um, but, but to kind of be honest, like with arena soccer, the major arena soccer league, the salary isn't much. I mean, even in the M1 and the major markets, you're looking at maybe, maybe a guy that plays solid for, for let's say San Diego, he's probably only bringing in 10 grand, 10 to 15 grand a year. It really isn't a lot of money in this league. And so the idea though, and the direction of the league is to grow the league so we can get to that point where things become sustainable for athletes to uh, make a living out of this. So, so you mentioned that a lot of the guys here are local talents, um, mm-hmm. local people. So what are the odds that one of, so a couple of years back, one of us, which isn't this guy or the guy <laughs> over there, um, did wind up putting uh, a ball behind the great Casey Gasson. Casey, <laughs> it is on video. It's somewhere's out there in the world, somewhere. Um, what are in the, the odds Twitter, of, it's in Twitter somewhere. Twitterverse, as they say. So, with that, what are the odds of Earl retiring as a New Mexico runner? Hey, Earl, you know what? You can come out. You can play. Hey, I know Earl has some skills, man. So, and that's what I say. You got You got to come out to one of our one of our trainings. Um, you know, and and put put that foot to the test because you you know, I mean, there people. I tell you, whoa. Wow, what was that? Hold on. Sorry. Holy <laughs> moly. Hold on. It, it did not want you talking positive about Earl. No, that's what it was. So I, I got so excited to, you know, talking, you know, I get so excited talking to you guys. And uh, yeah, and then it uh, popped up. Okay, there we go. Now we're back in action. Um, <laughs> um, you know, you know, what's really crazy about the um, you know, this game is that people come out of the, you know, and, and come out of the woodwork and they they can play. 
Um, and, you know, I've mentioned several already that have shown what they can do in this league and compete with, you know, at a national level. So, you know, Earl, we got to get you out to one of our trainings, man. I mean, let, let's make it a point. You tell me when, I'll make it happen. We train every uh, Wednesday and Thursday at International Indoor Arena uh, at 5 a.m. <laughs> that might be early for you, but... <laughs> Actually, it's not. I'm up at 4 a.m. in the morning, so it's all right. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, there you go. That'd be perfect. So that means you got to come out. <laughs> no, no, I do think that Jacob's going to try to challenge me to a charity shootout during one of your games, just so you know. Ooh, let's do it. Let's do a charity shootout. I'm game for that. Yeah, they've been talking about this. We talked to David Carl about possibly doing it. We'd love to do it with you guys too. Um, yeah, yeah. You give me the details of what you want done, and we'll make it happen. And and you know, and one of the things we want to do this year, and I'm still working on it uh, at one of the home games this season. We were actually working on a celebrity um, mini game, and so we'll uh, we'll we'll have you guys invited to that. And uh, Earl, if you think you got what it takes to be in the celebrity game, let's do it. <laughs> Try to plan it for. Uh, I'm trying to look at your calendar, like the last home game. Here, let's um, do this. Yeah, yeah, there the you 18th, go. <laughs> the 18th of March. That way Earl can get kind of in shape. Um, and yeah, Robert has points. Um, Earl has skills. They're not soccer related, but he's an amateur DJ, <laughs> a good storyteller, and also a good joke writer. Uh, you know what? You nailed it, Robert. Earl is all of those, all of the above. <laughs> I love he's it. Only, he's also my only fan, by the way. Here. What? No, you have a lot of fans, man. <laughs> I know people that talk about you all the time and good things too, not bad things. Yeah, sure. I'm I'm sure. I'm sure. T what did he say? Team Earl. Hashtag Team Earl. All right. So so we're gonna have to make that a big deal now. Hashtag Team Earl. Oh man. look at you. You're 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 opening up the Pandora's box, man. Once you open up that box, you ain't closing it. <laughs> Well, as you know my story, I don't have a reason to have it closed anymore. So, Pandora's yes, sir. Open. You're ready to go, man. Let it go. Let it go, man. We're ready to rock and roll. <laughs> Let me ask you guys a question. Yeah. You know what? You know, with this, with New Mexico soccer, um, I mean, and I kind of will we'll kind of go along the lines of what you said, Jacob, uh, about where do you do you feel like New Mexico soccer is where it you know, you've expected it to be where you, you know, was, you know, since, since, because, you know, obviously with us and United, we came out about the same time and all that. Now, now that we're here, you know, five years later, um, it has New Mexico soccer been where you guys expected it. Go on, to be Anybody? Well, I'll spin the wheel. I mean, for me, it, it's hard to it was it'd be hard for me to imagine it being anywhere better than this as far as if I'm looking back, you know, mm-hmm. when I cuz I bought season tickets to United um before that first year and did not ex- know what to expect uh whatsoever. And so it it, it I the only answer the clear answer to me is is it's definitely exceeded where I thought it would be as far as before year 1 for you guys and for United. As far as where it's at, like my my expectations might have changed after year one for everybody and after year two. But uh, I think with COVID, you know, I mean, it just it, it wreaked havoc on the whole world, not even just us, but uh, definitely put a little bit damper. But I think last year 
uh, with you guys coming back and, and, um, getting back up to a full schedule and, and whatnot and, and United coming back and having home games and, and having, you know, 12, I think 12, 12, four was the average for, Mm -hmm. for United games. Um, it's, it's getting back up there to what it was in 2019. And I think it's only going to get better and better. So, uh, to me, it's it's clearly exceeded expectations from what I thought. I mean, I have six posters here. I've got like <laughs> yeah. 30 posters in my room uh, with flags, and I think I have seven United kits. I need to get some runners gear. Uh, I I commented on on the uh, on the away kits on one of the posts I think on Facebook because they're they look really nice, and I I think I like Thank the away. You. Uh, I haven't seen the home, but I, I like the white and turquoise and. And it's actually turquoise instead of yes, <laughs> electric it's not, not yeah, it's not blue or it's not yeah. It's, yeah, it's an actual turquoise. And I'll I'll tell you a funny story. Like trying to find that you know the when you know the manufacturer asks for a PMC code, right? You know that that palette number. And yeah. man, I had the hardest time finding the exact turquoise. <laughs> I mean, it was like either light blue or dark blue. I'm like, that's not turquoise. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to finally color match it and get it right. And I'm like, okay, this is cool. Because <laughs> the United United came out with their turquoise one, and it's like mint. I like it. Yeah, I it's cool. It. It's cool. But yeah, right. you're right. The it's color is like a. It's yeah, not. It's kind of green. Legit turquoise. So, so yeah. yeah. Other other people expectations. What do you think? So, yeah. So I think. <laughs> Seth, this might be your cue. No. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right, Earl dies of. A bunch of infections he had. My God, are you still talking? (laughs) (laughs) I hate this guy. I really hate it here. Not gonna lie. Um. So yeah, I I don't think I could be any more proud of the expectation of what New Mexico or New Mexico sports has had. Um. I mean, obviously, year one, I was never a soccer fan, so I had no idea what to expect. So I bought tickets to go to the first game, the first match, because obviously it's a New Mexico sport, New Mexico professional sport. So I have to go. I had to go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing it, I was I was impressed. And then obviously following the rest of the season, hopping on with these guys um, early that season, and then being with them ever since, I've got to see all the sports of New Mexico grow. So obviously United, I've seen the runners grow. I've seen them actually be founded and grow. Um, then the Ice Wolves, just watching them do their thing as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I couldn't be more happy for the success of New Mexico sports. But with that, I do think that New Mexico is a very, very scarce place mm-hmm. for any kind of sport. I mean, you look at soccer. I mean, New Mexico is not a soccer place. Uh, if you look at basketball, obviously, the Lobos, I mean, now they're doing good, 11-0, but... Years past, we're lucky to be one one and eight at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously, New Mexico has never been decent with sports. We've always had some kind of shit luck for worse, for lack of better words. Um, so obviously, seeing all the clubs that we have right now and all the tor- all the teams being successful, like I was saying though, it it's a scarce land for New Mexico sports because it's hard to draw big names to New Mexico because mm-hmm. how do you how do you sell them oh we got the sandias we got pretty cool sunrises and sunsets like it's hard to draw some kind of huge name yeah. because there's not like a huge downtown market there's not a huge 
growth opportunity for that individual. So that's the only downfall of it is that it's not a huge sports market name. But other than that, I mean, the, the names that we do draw, I mean, perform well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's New Mexico soccer. Like, it's just, it's amazing. Like, I grew up in Atlanta where it was all baseball, basketball, football, you know, because ACC, SEC territory. Soccer wasn't even a thing when I was a kid. So to come here... And then several years later, New Mexico, uh, Atlanta United came about. And then they, they had the Silverbacks and other clubs mm-hmm. there and seeing New Mexico United and the runners and, you know, the explosion of youth sports, youth soccer, you know, because I referee DCSL, ASL. I referee down at Kramer. And there are so you many. You want to ref MASL games? Dude, I, <laughs> hey, I'm grassroots certified. I don't know if I, I don't know if I, uh, if I reach MASL level, I don't know if I'm qualified for that, but I, yeah, absolutely. Like, and we'll figure that out later. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Yes, we'll figure it out later. But just seeing how many people are involved and the excitement surrounding it and the, the support coming from Texas and Arizona and Colorado for like, the, especially like the youth tournaments, mm-hmm. like there's so much here to look forward to in terms of the development of sport and, and clubs and just, it's, it's just incredible seeing how much is there and the, just how much the clubs are giving back to the communities, you know, between you guys and United and the soul was involved, you know, and, and mm-hmm. uh, Albuquerque FC, you know, just uh, the commitment that the clubs and the ownership groups have to, to working and continue to build New Mexico as a whole. It's just mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, no. And I think those are, those are all great answers. I mean, great, great opinions and great, great point of view. Um, <laughs> you know, I think there, there's so much potential, and, and I think we've, it's only the tip of the iceberg, honestly. And, you know, I, I really think that I, there's like a, a weird type of, I don't know what you want to, what do you want to call it, but like not a competitive, but it is kind of like a competitive thing where a lot of sports organizations throughout history have like kind of competed with each other and instead of working together. And I think we've reached a point though in, in you know in this time where people or, or sports organizations are starting to really realize we all actually complement each other at the end of the day mm-hmm. and you know um one 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 element or one example is you know definitely um had a very uh, really cool out of the blue text message uh on uh, uh was it saturday friday night or friday night i think it was friday night um, from, uh, Peter Trevisani. And so he gave me a, you know, uh, you know, good luck, uh, message and LFG and, you know, and, you know, um, for, you know, good luck to the, to the first game in the season and stuff like that. And he's jazzed up to come to the games this, this, this year. And, and so when, you know, and, you know, of course, Ron Patel and, you know, so a, a lot of people, I think, I think we're at that point where, we all we're all sustainable and and we all realize hey, okay let's do this together because at the end of the day um we all you know a rising tide raises all ships and so we we really got to have that mentality and so definitely wanted to give uh, peter a shout out and say thanks and appreciate that support thanks <laughs> yeah yeah it's great i can't wait to see you know I kick something. Um, uh, you know, I can't wait to see what happens with the runners this year. And the guy, Andres, we appreciate you coming on the show again. Like you and Steve and you guys have been more than willing to come on anytime. Like we've asked. Um, oh, yeah. 
We love you and, guys. I <laughs> know Earl has Earl's already set up something with I think working on Coach Steve, working on uh, Mario Matute, and yes, like we're just we're super excited to to continue to see the growth and hopefully like you guys have a, a fantastic season this year. Uh, thanks. Yeah. No. And the thing is, is that uh, it's 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 one step at a time, uh, and I and and it's sometimes it's hard for me to take a step back and reflect upon that. You know, I always have these really grandiose ideas and, and I'm like, okay, well, this is what I want. And, and, and realizing organically is, is, is how I have to let things kind of grow, right? You, you water the water, the seed and it'll grow in its own time. And, and I think we're, you know, at least for me, I'm realizing, Hey, like, ah, this is work. This is, this is the path I need to take. I, uh, cause I'll be honest, I stress out like, <laughs> yeah. you know, during, during the, every year, uh, every, every season, every, uh, during this time of year is always so stressful for me. Um, and I'm like freaking out. I'm like, Oh, did I miss something? What's what's going on? And things like that. And it becomes like a, like a, this weight on my shoulders. And, and over time, it, the weight kind of starts to lift off because I keep, you know, I'm starting to realize, Hey, I, you know what, things will go grow organically. I don't need to force anything and, and we'll, we'll let it take its natural path. We keep doing what we're doing and, and it'll happen. And, and, you know, my wife will tell you, she goes, holy moly, dude, like this time of year is rough because, oh my gosh, she is so high strung. And yeah, this time of year, oh my gosh. But, but at the end of the day, um, you know, I'm learning, of course, I'm not perfect, but I'm learning like, Hey, let's just let this do its thing. We'll, you know, we'll put our product out there and, and folks will, you know, follow, start following uh, based off what we're putting out there into the community. So, uh, you know, like I said, we're step by step getting there. And, and you know, I, I feel really good about this season uh, on and off the pitch. And, and it's just going to be rocking. Yeah, we can't wait. I mean, it's always exciting. Hopefully, uh, we can, like I said, we'll hopefully get Earl out there for a training session. I can potentially get out there. And uh, we'll see I, if Earl. I got your be. media passes. I actually just made them up today. So Sweet. Uh, your media passes <laughs> already. You have to be there at five in the morning to get them. There we go. Yeah, I mean, the yeah, Errol's incentivizing uh, everybody to get up there and come watch him uh, practice. There we go. Yeah, in order to get the media pass, you have to be there at five in the morning. Got it. <laughs> are you guys taking next week off for the holidays, or uh... so we are actually going to take this week off for the holidays. Okay. Um, you know, the guys, uh, the guys need a little bit of rest and, you know, adjustments and, and, uh, whatnot and to recover a little bit. And so, um, you know, we, we are, we decided, coach decided to definitely, um, you know, uh, have the guys recover a little bit. And of course, recovery includes like true rest float spa, our official float partner. Uh, uh, they've been our official float partner for the last, uh, last three seasons, last four seasons, I think four seasons. So, um, that's a great recovery method for, for those guys, but yeah, Robert, uh, we stream on our Facebook page. So we do, we go Facebook live. So, um, of course anybody can watch it. You don't have to have a Facebook account to watch Facebook live events, but you know, um, New Mexico, uh, or excuse me, facebook.com forward slash NM runners forward slash live. And you can always catch our, our, uh, home games as well. Um, but yeah, so this week will be the relaxation week and then next week will be the, uh, um, get back to work week just because it's closer. It's, it's kind of like on the other side of the fence, um, gearing up for the home game. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So yeah. Uh, again, first home game of the season, January 7th, got it behind you at 2 5 PM kickoff, which is a little bit different. 
Yes, um, different this year. Yeah, for, for at least the first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I, I made a comment about that a couple weeks ago when the schedule was announced. And I said, oh, it's a little bit different to so make sure that you are aware 205 kickoff, not 505. So, so there was actually a reason behind that. Um, when we were initially getting our season schedule put together, we actually moved it from 5 to 205 because – there in the in the original draft of the schedule, we were going to play Amarillo here at home on the seventh, and then go Sunday to Amarillo to play them. Oh, okay. You know, on the eighth, and so the thought was, you know, we will start, you know, move it back three hours just so that we get the game done faster. Our guys have time to relax and rest before we go to Amarillo to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we had that set, Amarillo, unfortunately, their their arena wasn't going to be turned over from ice to turf in time um, because they have a concert or do have a bunch of things going on that that weekend. So um, instead, we actually moved that that road game to Amarillo to the 29th of January. Um, and, and quite frankly, we actually have quite a few fans that are traveling on the 29th to go uh, scream and yell at Amarillo and uh, and make some noise for the runners. So. <laughs> So, so yeah. Amarillo is the same distance for me as Albuquerque. So four hours. Well, no, for me, it's only two and a half. I, I live outside of town. So I live. Okay. In so for oh, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. so you're right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me okay. to drive to Albuquerque is two and a half hours. Me to drive to Amarillo is two and a half hours. So I might have to come on down. I, I will have Michigan. a ticket for you at the, you know, you bring a guest, whatever, but I'll have a ticket at you at the box office. So you get in and make some noise, brother. <laughs> Sounds good. I'll, I'll I'll have to hit you up on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Jake, uh, on dr- on that one. No hey, there you go. Perfect Jumping in on that, Earl. Come on, baby. <laughs> Might, as well. Might as well. I'm a single dude. I got nothing going on. <laughs> I'll check my calendar. Yep, clear. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. Last season, so real quick, and and <laughs> so we went to Amarillo on the because we played uh, at home on the first last season, and then went to Amarillo on the <laughs> Amarillo sucks. Go runners! I love you, Robert. Yes. So do I. Uh, He's my only fan. So so we went to Amarillo on the on that Sunday, and we played them, and. Uh, in the beginning, we were heckled by their junior hockey team that that played the Ice Wolves, you know. Uh, so so they were there watching the game, and they were heckling us the first quarter. And then all of a sudden, they their, their heckling turned into cheering for us, and they all started to become fans of us, <laughs> yeah, you know, because they loved the way we played. And and our guys, you know, one thing about arena soccer is there's an entertainment element to it. So, you know, there's banter, there's, you know, back and forth. It's, it's like, sometimes I like to refer to it to kind of like the WWE of, of, of sports, right. Of arena, of soccer. And, and so the banter goes back and forth. My language. Yeah, dude. And, And so all of a sudden these, these, these hockey players that, that are Amarillo hockey players started becoming fans of ours. And, uh, and then after the game, yeah, everybody gets to come out of the field and man, they were taking pictures with our guys. They didn't even go to the Amarillo guys. They were all, taking pictures with us and and so what i did was i was like all right guys i had a whole stack of runner stickers so i gave them to all my players and i said here hand them out to all the amarillo fans you can see all the kids get really excited like oh i got a sticker and then they would go mommy look i got a sticker and then their parents would be like that's not our team (laughs) (laughs) that's that's great though because you know it's that's one thing that that always kind of bugged me is you know if the if the players aren't interacting with the people that are coming out to support them, you know, throughout mm-hmm. the games, or if the clubs aren't doing things to help support the people who are in the stands, you know, the fact that yeah. they were willing to come, they were willing to come up and meet the the runners players and cheering for you guys. Like, I think that's fantastic. Cause I mean, at the, at the heart of it all, it grows the sport. 
no matter who they're cheering yes, for, you, people yes. are excited and interested in MASL. They're excited in, in, in soccer. Like they're looking forward yes. to something. So, yeah. And, and, you know, and that's, and you nailed it there, uh, Seth. I, I mean, I, my goal is to make fans in every market that we go to. Um, our goal is to make fans uh, for the New Mexico runners, no matter where we go to Colorado, Amarillo. We made fans in, in Kansas. Uh, funny, ironically enough, we made fans in Kansas on Sunday. I mean, we, we, we went, we played, um, you know, had a great game. And then yesterday uh, I got a message from somebody who lives in Dodge City, Kansas saying, Oh, I loved watching you guys. I appreciate, you know, you guys are awesome. And, and I can't wait till you guys come back. And so I said, all right, dude, send me your address. I'll mail you some, mail you some stickers and some, you know, some, some, a pin and some runner swag. And he was all excited. He goes, oh, I can't wait to cheer for you when you guys come back. So, you know, that's my goal is to really make fans everywhere we go and, and, uh, and put New Mexico on the map. Because I, actually, that's really what that is. It's putting New Mexico on the map and um, in, for, for New Mexico sports. And so... Um, you know, that's, a, that's an important, you know, that outreach is important to us as, you know, as an organization. Yeah. Earl, you're muted. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, uh, my, my only you? fan, Robert, um, he said arena football is the same way. It's more fan friendly. I'm a runners fan for now until San Antonio gets a team. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's okay. Yeah, that's cool, man. And I'm, I'm hoping that it happens and, uh, you know, hope that market does open up and, and, uh, but I, since, since you're, you know, you're a runner's fan. And so, you know, it's, uh, it's good. It, it's good. I love, I love that, uh, that, that competition. I love the, uh, those elements of excitement and, um, you know, it, it's just, it's part of the game. And, and we're at the end of the day, we all have the same common denominator. We all love sports. We all love, you know, our communities. And, and so it's just, uh, the more people that are interested in, in the game, the, the better. Doesn't matter what team you're rooting for, um, you know. But uh, of course, we always I always say root for us. But uh, <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's it's hey, any support for the for the game for the league. Uh, that's that's what's super important. Unless you're a Braves fan. Hey hey. Uh oh, that's was dangerous. It, that's dangerous. That, right? I heard shots fired <laughs> in the background there. Um. <laughs> Earl's got Earl's got to throw a shot in because he's gonna dip out of here in just a minute. So you know, oh doggy. <laughs> uh, but I mean, Andres, great having you on the show. We do appreciate you. Great conversation as always. And and uh, again, NewMexicoRunners.com. Get your tickets. Get out to the Rio Rancho Event Center. If you can't make it, matches can be seen uh, Facebook uh, Runners page, as you said. Yeah. Um, so yeah, January seventh, two o five p.m. Yeah, and if you guys again, if you guys are available tomorrow, uh, eleven to noon, we'll be having a press conference. Of course, my press conferences don't ever last more than an hour. It's like half an hour, but yeah. I like to block off an hour. But you know, eleven fifteen, our press conference starts over at the Roadrunner Food Bank of New Mexico. Um, so you guys are more than welcome to join. Uh, you know, and uh, hang out with us. You know, Kara K- QE's going. Uh, KOB four, they'll be out there. ProView Networks and uh, a lot of the other media outlets will be out there to cover um the promotion for uh for our upcoming home opener all right very cool I, since i am here i will do i will do my best to dip out of work and come come catch that and it's uh, your lunch break man <laughs> exactly you know uh, I, can't, I, I can't wait to see the see the new kids tomorrow i'm like, super excited to see that and uh just so super excited for this season for the runners this year we appreciate you guys just know that you know coach talks about you guys all the time and he goes how are those guys doing I'm like that's great man yeah the whole crew man it's 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 a, it's, a, it's a great thing with the with the what you guys do and and so uh again like from the bottom of my heart i i really appreciate you guys yeah absolutely andres and we will talk to you again soon
All right, fellas. All right. Thanks. All right, gentlemen, there you go. New Mexico Runners owner, president, CEO, Andres Trujillo. New Mexico Runners, of course, back at home January 7th, 2.05 p.m. Um, before Earl dips out of here, Earl, I have one burning question for you. Do you want Moar? So, and I'm hoping this is just a segue into the next segment. Yes, yes, it, it is. is. It is. <laughs> to our uh, New Mexico United coverage, of course. Yeah, so dipping to New Mexico United coverage, um, obviously everyone heard that Santi Moore returned to New Mexico United after three years um, being part of the club for the first season and then taking off to, to Phoenix to go live his best life for at least what he thought it was going to be. Um, so do I want Santi Moore? Um, if he plays as the 2019 Santi Moore that we saw who had 12 goals, and was pretty much unstoppable day or game in game out match in match out then yeah i'm 100% on board with him returning um obviously people take off to go see what the greener pastures has to offer um obviously the hay doesn't taste as good over there so they come right back um as the old saying they always come back um as we saw last season we saw Kevon return we saw year before last we saw bees come back we saw Salih come back i mean they always come back is what it seems to be um all right folks that's earl's hot take for the night we'll see you later see you next time <laughs> that's not even a hot take that's actually just no, like no, I, truth. I, no i know I'm just, I'm just i'm just messing with you there a little bit um that's probably the most uh that earl's done study on for sure about that part um or research not study um so really do i want santi back yeah if he's the 2019 version of himself okay but if he's can I phrase it differently? Were you excited with the announcement or not? No. Okay. No, right. I was not excited with the announcement at all. Um, and this year, folks, may be the end of Somos Moss as you know it. Now, now, were you not excited because we already kind of knew the day before? That's exactly what it was. Like, I already... So were you excited? The, the first moment you thought it was going to be him, were you excited? Not necessarily when they announced it, but when you found out or when we at least had reasonable thought that it was going to be him, were you excited? I was on the fence. I mean, I wasn't against it, but I wasn't for it. I was pretty neutral on it um, because obviously we know what Santi can do from 2019. We saw him score 12 goals, unlimited assists, always being some kind of threat. Um, but then we saw him last season where he had two goals, which granted I get it was with a piss-poor, shit-eating freaking Phoenix team. Um, who had a COVID outbreak for like a month and a half straight. So yeah, so I get it that they didn't really have the opportunity there. And it was just a terrible, terrible time to be in Phoenix. Um, I mean, he did have 16 goals the year before with Phoenix. He hasn't been shit with Phoenix. He just had a bad year last year with Phoenix. Right, and that's my point. If he can stay on the form of what he was versus what he has been, I think we should be fine. If that makes any sense to you, you seem super fucking confused. No, no. I, I mean, I understand it. I uh, Can we get an opinion on what you think he's going to be instead of you just writing a fence? <laughs> oh, he's dying. Hold on. 
Well, I, he, he might really be dying. I'm sorry. Oh, anyway. God. Um, being sick. What? I said the joys of being sick. <laughs> yeah, the joys of standing out in 12-degree weather. Yeah, we're not going to go there. We're not going to go there. Too soon, too soon. Um, still a sore band-aid to pull off. Um, what I think he can be is what he was. Was the 2019, 2020, into 2021 Santimor. Where he was scoring goals, consistently threatening to score goals. Um, I remember talking here before last where if, if Santi goes right... Because he's always on the left. So if he were to pull the ball right and go towards the box with his right foot, nine out of ten times he's scoring the ball. He's scoring. Yeah, he's creating something from there. Yeah. So, I mean, if we could see the creative goal-scoring Santi that we saw the first three years that we've known him, I think we should be fine. And then with him having Hurst with him, I mean, he at least has someone he knows how to play with on top of uh, bees on top of having Dev if Dev does come back on top of having Suggs I mean he has tools in place that he's already played with that he should be successful here Jacob let's go to you you are obviously excited about this signing now social media does not agree with you at least a, a large portion Reddit I'm not happy with this at all it's 50 Phoenix Rising no Reddit is not happy I thought you said it was split. Well, it, the first two for the first two comments were kind of split, but as a whole, Reddit is not happy about this. Reddit doesn't count anyway. Phoenix Rising Twitter is not happy about this. United who's Twitter, even on? Who's even on Reddit? Guys like Seth. I'm the moder- one of the moderators of the New Mexico United subreddit. People that live in their mom's fucking basement that play. David Carl is on Reddit. Fucking whatever the hell they play these <laughs> Zero. Zero. Um. The Mexico United Twitter is somewhat split. The Mexico United Facebook, I, I, Jacob, I've, I've seen some of the comments that you've made. I've seen some comments from other folks. I know Rachel in particular is super excited about this. I know some other folks. I don't believe, if I remember correctly, Aaron is not happy about this. I haven't seen, I didn't see Cole's take on, on the signing. I mean, what, Jacob, what makes you so excited to bring Santi Moar back? And go against a, a large portion there's, of the there's, United Nation. There's so many reasons. We, me and you talked about it on the phone briefly uh, yesterday. And I, I was swaying you just a little bit. I was swaying you to the dark side just a little bit. But I was convincing myself. That's true. That's true. Kane <laughs> says ambivalent here. Um, look, he, one, I, I can't, I can't look at what he did last year and hold that against him as much as I can look at the previous four years, you know, Birmingham steel us. And then two years with Phoenix. Um, I look at those four years and they are just clearly so much better. And I don't believe in this sport, you hit a wall at 29, which is how old he is. Um, I, I think last year has to be more of an, of a anomaly for what he's, capable of doing and what we've seen with our own eyes at the lab in year one when he was a darling and a fan favorite um yes he he pissed a lot of people off including i think everybody on this podcast by going to phoenix um but at the same time he he made a mistake 
he came back. He apologized for not really apologized, but realized no, he, didn't. <laughs> he, he made a mistake. He knows he made a mistake. That's why he's back. Um, Phoenix was a shit show. He realized Phoenix was a shit show. Him and Hearst wanted to get the hell out of there. Um, and and so he comes back here. We've seen him perform at the lab. We've seen how electric he can be. Seth talked about him being one-dimensional and just having the one move. And I, I somewhat agree. But at the same time, he's had that one move for five years. And even last year, with only two goals, it wasn't stopped. That cut back to the right foot wasn't stopped. He just wasn't hitting them into the back of the net at a rate that he was before. And so he he still has that deadly one move cut back and put it into the top bin on the far side. We saw it multiple times for United. We saw it multiple times for Phoenix. It's still there. It's so hard to defend, obviously. Otherwise, people would have stopped it by now. But not only that, like I trust him way more than I trust Amondo to dribble past the defender, to make the right pass, or to score. Which, I'm sorry, but if you're an attacking player, those are the three most important things. And if you had gave me him or Amando in either three of those things, I'm taking Santi with what we've seen from both players over the course of the career of United. And so, now, if you look at it in context of it being like the biggest move of the offseason, I might be a little disappointed. Um, I, but we've got 15 players on the active roster right now. We've been having 22 to 24. Uh, so that leaves, you know, seven to nine uh, open roster spots. And we learn, we've learned the last three off seasons after year one, that the players we bring in aren't necessarily going to be bench players. Like it's not like we're settling. It's it's, we want top tier competition from one to 24 uh, for the most part. Um, and I expect these next seven to nine players to be starting caliber players in the USL that are only going to push Santi to be better or they're going to be better than Santi and they're going to play over Santi. Um, so it's not. And I also think that we, we've been a much better side collectively since year one. And so there's talk about, you know, Santi wearing down in year one and not being able to continue his hot form that he started with and this and the other, which I get that was a problem in year one. It was also, you know, we had Santi, Kevon, and Dev. And then what else attacking wise? I mean, Bruce bees and bees. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so, but the, the point is that it, it we were a lot thinner. We, we weren't nearly as, as deep as we are, as we have been the last few years. And I think that we'll be, we'll continue to add starting caliber players to get that depth and have Santi not have to do as much as he did. So he can stay healthy for the long run. You know, we might have a long open cup run like we did in 2019. We might not. That plays a large part in people's health and and uh, how um, how fresh they are at the end of the season. But what basically it comes down to is, I think he can reach 2019, 20. 21 2020 levels of of being that santi and if we get that santi then look out like if, if we can get hurst scoring and santi scoring and a couple other forwards to mix in there um 
that and also all these people that are complaining on Reddit and Twitter and blah blah blah. You know, as soon as Santi scores at the lab, they're gonna forget all that. They're gonna move on. <laughs> it's entirely possible that they do that because we all know that social media is is fickle. And uh, David over here in, here in the chat, Greg Hurst is about to go off the season. And that's something that Santi mentioned as well. If you haven't listened to it already, we, we did post the audio from the introductory press conference yesterday with Santi Moar, uh, where in part of in part of that conversation was. T- talking about the decision to go to Phoenix decision to return and uh, his partnership with Greg Hurst uh, and how he felt like Hurst had a lot more to offer than, than what's been seen so far. And, you know, Hurst is a guy that I wrote about last year, a guy that could potentially hurt New Mexico United. We saw him play well against us. And so I, I think we saw glimpses of what he could do and, and to, to talk more about Santi, like, yeah, I, you and I talked on the phone yesterday. I was not, entirely happy about this signing now don't get me wrong santi is an extremely talented person i don't think he's as versatile as some other players that we could have brought in i also don't think that santi necessarily fills that nine or that 10 role that we that we really need um you know because i mean i don't expect greg hurst to go out there and play 90 minutes every match i don't expect amando moreno to play 90 minutes every match I don't expect Beast to play 90 minutes every match. So you need someone to fill in, you know, that 9, 10, and even potentially that 11. And I mean, Santi can, can, can play, kind of play in that 11, but I'd rather see him off on the left. Um, I just, and, and I, I was kind of talking about something like he can be creative. He can do all these things. He can put shots in goal. He can open up opportunities for other players. And like, I just, and I want to see all that. I do. I want to see Santi come in and have, have the have an impact in but part, another part of my concern is too is how number one how do we get santi in those positions to where he can be dangerous to where he can be a creative we saw a lack of that at times throughout 2022 you know who's going to be there to help draw some attention away from santi to where he can be in that area can you can we rely 100 on santi to do that all himself and i don't think we can so it's how does he come into this and w- how does he then create that impact? Which is something he said that you know he felt he was unable to do in Phoenix, but not necessarily through himself, but through the, the lack of chemistry they had there, through the other issues that that Rising had. Yeah, I, so I don't like you, you said he can do all these things, and then you still shit on the signing. I don't understand, like. I, I just I'm I just feel to... like there's a better I think there's a bigger need in other positions and I know we still have and David's got David's point you know we still have the the roster is not complete and and yes it's not complete I just I I feel like there's there are bigger needs than bringing in Santi and I love Santi Santi's a fantastic person but, I, he well, he really well, is and like he bring he does bring a lot so if 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 we don't sign Santi who's playing on the left. In a uh, forward position, Amando, right? You've got Amando who can do that. So you, you, so you just said we needed somebody to spell Amando or to take time away from Mondo. Santi is that guy because well, because Amando can play that eleven up top, okay. more so than Santi can. So if you have Amando there and Santi on the left, I don't understand. Like he adds versatility, he adds some depth to that attacking up front trio. That's what you say we need. And yeah. I know we need more like in the in the actual number nine, you know, striker position. But I think Hurst is a huge step forward in that position. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
and I mean, we were, we let go of like 17 uh, from last year forwards. Uh, and it's not like we're going to let go of 17 forwards and bring in one and call it a day. Like more forwards are going to be on the way. I have very. Oh yeah. No, I, I don't, that, I don't doubt that at all. I'm just, yeah. And, and David's right. You know, people are going to love the, the signing and minds will change, you know, once Santi gets in there and once he, you know, once he's able to start producing, it will change. That mindset will change, particularly if that production leads to goals or better results than what we've seen uh, in the past. And so, like I said, I, I like Santi. I think he brings a lot to the table. I just, from my perspective, I think there's other things that we could have filled in first. But I don't, you know, Santi's the guy that the club has tried to bring back. That first doesn't to matter back. to me, though, because it's not a, it's not like they're going in order of biggest need as far as releasing these signings. It's it's just oh, I know. they happen and and how things fall into place when they do. So it's not like they're going, oh, we need this first. Let's announce this first. We need this second. Let's announce this second. So I, I don't understand, in, specifically for your uh, apprehension to this signing, why that matters as to why it was announced before, say, you know, an, a Nico Brett-esque signing coming up. I, I just, I don't know why the, the order of that matters. It, it not, it all, the order doesn't necessarily matter. I just felt like the, and again, I, it's just my way of thinking. It's like, okay, well, we have Santi coming in. We, we have frame, other needs. Can we frame this comment at least like the first five words? <laughs> and, and I'm not disagreeing with this. I'm not saying that we're not going to sign a, a nine or a 10. I'm not, I'm not saying we're not going to do that. I'm just saying looking at it from the outside, it's like, okay, looking at what we need, why, why then bring in another wing? And that's how, where a lot of the, the, the fan perspective is. And then you also have the fan perspective of, oh, he left. He left for Phoenix. He left for the rival, you know. And so people are took exception to that as well. And so I don't have as big of an issue with that as I just I want to see Santi come in. I want him to be to see him be productive. I want to see um, him come in and help push this offense to be better than it was last year, which I think he can do. And I, and I want to see all that. And I will be ecstatic, you know, if, if we see that come to fruition. But you it's, don't, you don't think it will. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying I'm leaning towards the pessimistic side of wait and see. Then immediately jump to this is going to be life changing for New Mexico United going into 2023. Because I want to see this system click and work and create chances and force goals and force opponents to make mistakes. And I want to see better results than what we saw at times in 2022. And I think you would agree with that part. Yeah. But I, I think Santi, I think Santi is an answer to that because we didn't, I mean, I love Bruce and I love Harry and they did what they were supposed to do perfectly. But Santi is a different animal. He has a mm -hmm. different man with the foot, with a with the ball at his feet than either Bruce or Harry or Amondo for that matter. Um and so that creativity specifically on the wing from a wider area uh in the channels there, you know, right around the 18 at the corner there. Um he he brings a a way to generate space for guys like Hurst or Harry or Bruce coming on the backside or Armando coming on the backside, or Weehan or Armando at the top of the box while Hurst dives to a post. He create he 
he brings that attention. He's still Santi Moore. He still has a name brand attraction to him by the defense that I think is going to open things up more than, you know, we've seen in the last couple of years, specifically last year on the wing. Interesting conversation over here. Earl asking, why does it seem like the club is going back to old girlfriends, quote unquote? Santi answered that question in the press conference. It's clear that Earl did not listen. Um, and this is something we've heard from multiple different guys. New Mexico is doing something right that makes players want to come back. And you know, Santi, um, Santi went on to say that you know, United has has reached out to him in the past, inquired about the possibility of bringing him back. And like I said, I think he's a tremendously talented person. I want to see, I want to see him push because he's a guy that can push this offense to be better. And I want to see that. I want to see what this club can do. I want to see a nine. I want to see a 10. I want to see guys who can who can draw attention away so that Santi can be in space. So yes, Santi can create space. Yes, Santi can do this. But I don't want to put that burden 100% at the feet of Santi. Right. And so that's why I just, I don't know, that's kind of, I want to, I want to see a nine and a 10. I want to see those positions filled. Uh, you know, and I, I think once we get that, with the addition of Hurst, with Moreno who can play that eleven, play up top, guy who can play out wide, uh, you know Nava who can play through the middle, not just like in that ten, um, but you've got pieces around Santi, around Hurst that can that can create. I want to see it in action. Like I'm just I'm itching more and more to getting out there preseason and seeing this in action and seeing what the guys can do, and I'm excited to like I, I'm excited to see what can happen. I'm just reserving. I'm trying to be like reserved on this because you know I know how, um, I know how people are thinking about this. You know, and again, it's it's you know we're, we're bringing I, all I these people how, back. I know how they are too, and they're wrong. Um, <laughs> you hear that, Cole? You're wrong. <laughs> I just i i don't I don't think it's fair to look at this signing and be like, oh, he's going to be the savior. I'm not looking at it like that. And, and I think if you look at it like that, and then you're on the pessimistic side of Santi, then you're going to think, oh, it's a complete failure because he's not going to be the savior. But, oh, I don't expect him to be a savior at all. No, no, I know. But I'm not saying you, I'm saying the, the Coles and the Carlos Martinez's of the world. Um, I, I don't, I don't understand how one bad season with a just shit show of a Phoenix organization that now last year, can make you forget about the 16 goal performance the year before the 12 goal right. performance the year with us, the rookie of the year before that. Um, he's still a supremely talented player that I think to me, instead of being pessimistic as far as what you think he can do, I, I just see nothing but optimism there with him bouncing back from a bad year last year at an unlucky year last year at that. He didn't convert nearly at the rate that he usually does. Um, and, and I think, to me, that screams bad workplace. Because I've been in workplace. I know it's not soccer, but, you know, you're in a workplace that you're not happy in. You're not going to perform your best. Um, and and to me, last year screams that. Um, and so I, I don't know why you would lean towards the he's not going to bounce back as opposed to he's going to bounce back. I could definitely be wrong. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, yeah. I, it's happened once or twice on this podcast before. Um, 
but you know it, to me it just seems like uh the statistical anomalies from last year the the way he's looked in previous years just the evidence is there to me that he's going to bounce back more than stay what he was last year or drop off. Yeah. And we've talked at length about the issues in, in Phoenix last year. And we've talked about the drop off, uh, you know, from Santi and, you know, Hurst and Fleming and, uh, not Fleming's, uh, you know, the, uh, some of the other JJ Williams and some of the other guys they had out there. Um, and so, I mean, it, and that was just, to me, I mean, Phoenix's season was just an absolute anomaly. And and that's not to say, I don't think Asante can't have a great season. Like I said, it's, I want to see this system here in New Mexico get pushed. I want to see Santi push it forward. You know, is he the savior? No, but he's a guy that can definitely bring about change. And um, I want to go back and I want to talk about, uh, or is it Robert's comment here? about the international spot, which is, of course, what New Mexico United sent over to Rising in return. We also did that with, for Greg Hurst. Um, Robert's question, okay, international spots only for season for this, for this season, I'm guessing, or as long as he's rostered. Now, this is a very good question because this is something that isn't very clear in the USL media guide um, or how things, how things work uh, as far as the international roster spots. Um, we were told that, uh, if you remember, when New Mexico United transferred cello down to rgv we uh, we did this was not reported at the time we did receive an international spot in return uh for that now as long as cello is with rgv we get that international roster spot so if he leaves we no longer have that roster but so technically we're sitting at six right now now whether or not that's the same with hurst and santi we don't know <laughs> because I, if you look at safe to assume that that is the case it's it's yeah, really to assume it yeah. makes sense to me is that you would give it for as long as the opposite player or the other player is on the other roster. Um, it's not like we're going to give it to Phoenix for a decade. Um, or maybe it was may, the only other thing that kind of makes sense is, Hey, we'll give you an internet or one of our international roster spots for two years. Yeah. Whether Conte's on the team or not, uh, whatever, uh, maybe that, but I, I don't see it being like a lifetime thing or anything like that. Yeah, it's really going to be a lifetime thing. Um, and, and international spots, we hear hear about them more with MLS. Like, we don't. It's just it's just really unclear. And so, the club is trying to figure this out for us. They're trying to figure out exactly how these international roster spots when work, and we're trying to figure out uh, who on our roster actually qualifies for an international yeah. roster spot because there are different rules regarding international international roster spots. If they're if players have are become citizens, if they have their green cards they don't no longer take up a roster spot as far as we understand. Um, there may also be rules regarding um, uh, if they've been in the States long enough uh, residency, they may no longer qualify for an international roster spot. So there's a whole lot of questions up in the air about this. And we're trying to get this all figured out. Um, no one really seems to know because the media guy doesn't tell us. Um, to me that, I mean, we're, we traded away something that nobody seems to fully understand for a guy of Santi and Greg Hurst caliber. Yeah. Um, bottom line, seems like a steal to me. Yeah. I mean, with, with bees, you know, with Orange County, it was at the time we heard it was a record uh, USL to USL transfer free fee for bees. Yeah. And and I love bees and bees is, is up there with Santi's quality. But then to get these two guys this year, you know, two years later, a year and a half later for an international spot, 
that nobody knows how it works or what it means. Uh, I It makes me, one, really curious what Phoenix is doing um, because I know their fans were not happy about either. Uh, most of their fans were not happy about either of these. Some of them took it as, oh, they wanted to leave then good riddance, which I understand fully. But a, a lot of them are going to miss both of those players, and uh, and to only get them for an international two international spots for Hurst and Santi. Uh, obviously, we pay their salaries and whatnot uh, as expected, but um, that to me is is uh, is a crazy good steal and something that you know these guys, you know Zach and and the technical staff and and everybody that's working behind the scenes there is really looking for these kind of values and, and looking for ways to improve this roster without giving up, you know, a, a lot in a transfer fee or anything like that. And, and from what we understand, Santi's salary was, was fairly hefty with Phoenix. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, six figures, <laughs> but, but we gave, we gave up a bunch for bees. Um, this team isn't going to just sit back and, and not try to win in order to cut costs. I mean, they're going to go out and get the best players they can get. Um, and, and I think these two transfers in particular show that they're willing to do things kind of outside the box, like trading with a rival that we all hate. Yeah. Rising, obviously they, they appear to be stockpiling international spots. Um, and, and, you know, obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're more upset. I think they're more upset about the loss of, of Santi, but they're okay as long as we're taking on the salary. Uh, I mean, we got two talented guys from them for spots that no one really understands. So yeah, like you said, probably a steal. Uh, David, yes, you can announce it right now here tonight with us. We will gladly announce that for you. <laughs> At least a hint. At yeah. least a small hint. Um, we will uh, gladly announce that here live on the show tonight. Some initials maybe. Um uh... A former team, just one former team, the last former team, um, position, even a position. Even what a year were they born? <laughs> Their mother's <laughs> maiden name, maybe. Um, social security numbers, uh, you know, whatever you have, that would be that'd be very helpful there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we would love to. We would love to be the be the be the source to announce a new signing. That would be fantastic. We would love to do that. If, so, if you'd like, we would throw we will throw allegedly in front of everything about it. Yes, allegedly we will throw allegedly in front of everything until it is official. Exactly. <laughs> um, but I mean, I mean, Santi comes, you know, at the end of a not necessarily at the end, but like we've had two other signings um, leading into Santi. You know, obviously, you know, we talked about Greg Hurst. We talked about um, we were talking about. This, I'm, I'm like I'm so excited about like this conversation. We're the night we've been having like. Um, re- remind me <laughs> who else we free signed. Like, okay, so so since our last pod, uh, yeah. Tempakis has become official. Uh, right. No longer allegedly. The last pod- podcast, his name was officially allegedly Howard Tempakis. Uh, yes, uh, I'm yeah. getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, since then, though, we have announced his backup, uh, Ford Parker coming back. Um, I was. Uh, did you see the USL transfer tracker on the USL website? I did. I did see that. So I found it interesting that uh, years, Timbakis and Ford, I believe, were all options that were exercised and not re-signings, um, according to that transfer tracker. Which uh, United's ability to sign these guys to multiple contract, multiple year contracts with some options built in there, I think, is is hugely important for the club 
and having that option of stability um, in years going forward. But then we also, so we saw that we saw um, Parker and then we saw Yearsy um, coming back. So we, we now have 15 rosters or 15 players rostered. Uh, we've got the two goalkeepers and Tembakas and Parker. Uh, you, the United website has us listed with five defenders, uh, Austin Yearwood, Josh Suggs, Will Seymour, Kalen Ryden, and Harry Swartz. Um, five midfielders, or actually it says four midfielders because they don't have Santi on here, but I think Santi will end up being a midfielder on here, but I could be wrong. Uh, but the midfielders, Rivas, Bruce, Weehan, and Portillo, and then Hurst, Amando, and Nava um, under the forward category, and then Santi either in the forward or, or midfield category. So, so we've got 15 players. We've got a pretty good mix of forward, midfield, and defenders. Uh, so I think any any new signings will be could be from any one of those positions, um, and so it's starting to take shape. We talked about you know uh, some depth on the wing and stuff like that. Um, you 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 left us hanging there, David. I, I think you I think you forgot to type who the new signing was uh, on on this one here. Kind of just put dot 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 there. I think that was a, a typo. I want to fix that for us so we can announce it real quick. Um, but he is, uh, I mean, I mean uh, the United roster is taking shape. Um, uh, according to this, well, we may be here of a new signing this week uh, uh, per David Carl there in the chat, uh, which would be a-okay with me. Uh, another Christmas present under the tree. Um, and so, you know, that would put us at 16. We'd be on our way up there. Um, and, and I, and I'm really excited about the way it's taking shape. I, I hope we get some big names up top still. Um, although we've learned last year in particular, uh, big names. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger in the USL than, than, uh, Nico Brett, uh, Kevon Frater, Romario Williams, Jerome Kiesewetter and Devin Sandoval. I mean, those are all names that we had all heard of, uh, before they played for United, um, or had already played for United and performed well for United. And they didn't necessarily perform up to speed up to what we wanted last year. So, so big name, isn't always the answer, but uh, we definitely need, uh, need some more attacking talent up there. That's going to find the back of the net. And I would, I would like to see a defender or two added. I'm a little bummed. Uh, so, so we also did get the roster update um, mm -hmm. that uh, mentioned, you know, who who we had brought back, who we hadn't brought back, uh, this, that, and the other. Um, I'm gonna bring it up real quick just so I can uh, have all the details. But there are a couple of details in there that I want to ask you about. Um, so United did not exercise contract options on Romario, Swahi, Freighter, or Nico. Mm -hmm. um, do any of those four names surprise you? Would you have rather brought any of those four names back? Obviously, we don't know the numbers as far as, as salary and, and stuff like that. And that obviously factors in to the club's decisions to exercise these contracts or not, but just from a purely on-field product, um, do any of those names surprise you as far as not coming back? Um, Alexi. That's the one that sticks out to me too. Yeah. He was a guy that I was really big on last season. I felt like, he he played well. He wasn't necessarily a guy that you you mentioned every single week, right? But he was very solid when he was out there, and I feel like he was he's a guy that we that I felt like we could have kept. I would have liked to have seen here you know long term to help anchor that back line. Nice. Um, 
So that one to me was kind of surprising. Um, and then initially when we didn't bring back either Nico or Kevon, um, I was kind of surprised by that, but, uh, with some other information that, that, that I've learned, um, I'm not really surprised. Um, I mean, obviously neither, neither really did what we had hoped. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, money was a component in that. I'm sure that there were some other considerations because we saw at times tempers flare up a little bit yeah. um, between some guys. And so maybe it just wasn't necessarily working out the way that everyone expected. So, I mean, obviously there's still a chance that these guys resign. Right. right. Um, and, and But in yeah. this, in this press conference or in this release, it does say um, that the players are able to sign with any club and then including New Mexico United and including is bold, which means to me, uh, we'll probably see a few of the names from the non-exercised options and uh, players whose contracts have just expired, which are Sam Hamilton, Rashid Tete, Josh Suggs, which we already see back, um, Devin Sandoval, Jerome Kiesvetter, Michael Azira, and Tabor Teca Preston. Um, I think we see, uh, we already have Suggs, like I said, but I think we still see two or three names from from those 10 other players there uh, that could, or I think we see them signed back with New Mexico United there at some point. Yeah. I, I think it's a chance for one or two of those guys. I don't see, I would love to, and yeah, subs, obviously the, 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 the 10 o'clock at night announcement, which I thought was fantastic. Just the, the roster link. Um, I thought that was really interesting. Um, I would love to see Sam back and that's just me. Um, and I know you guys weren't as big on Sam, but I would love to see Sam back. I felt like Sam did a lot of good things. Um, so he's a guy and so I, Sam fell off at the end of last year, but I still love Sam. I think Sam has been a very good player for us, uh, since day one. Um, and I, and I'm all for him being part of this, uh, midfield, um, going forward. So I, I'm I'm down on Sam in the sense that he had a bad year last year, mm-hmm. um, a bad half of the year last year because I think he was really really good for us the first half. Um, I don't know if there was an injury there or or what happened, but he did fall off there a little bit. But I, I would love to see him back. Honestly, not having any idea of salaries and and you know what budget is and everything like that. Swahi Nico. Hamilton, Tete, Sandoval, Kisavetter, Azira, and Preston, I would all be, I would, I'd be excited if any of those players came back. Uh, Kevon, uh, I, I love Kevon. Um, kind of like Santi. I mean, he means a lot to the club, the history of the club. Um, and, and I do think he has the talent to turn that around after last season. Um, but he, he's not, he's not a guy that I'm like, yes, that's who we need, really need to bring back. So, um, but I, I mean, I, everybody on this list, if, if they were announced tomorrow that they were coming back, I would not be upset at all. Um, in fact, I'd, I'd probably be pretty happy. Just, just real quick, David, you can tell us, we'll keep it to ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. We will. We, we will absolutely keep it to ourselves. So, um, and, and one thing that wasn't in that announcement and you sent me a link to you sent a screenshot of something to our group text yeah. earlier. This to me is one of the pieces that I would absolutely bring back if it was, if I was in Peter shoots, if I was Zach is Radio Vuka. 
Raddy Ovuka is a guy obviously you know came in on loan last season from Heart of Oaks, and you sent a link to GhanaSoccerNet.com. Um, <laughs> Lionel Messi, welcome to New Mexico. There you go. You heard it first, folks. Messi to New Mexico United. How about that? Um, uh, Raddy Ovuka, according to this article, um, his loan spell has officially ended with New Mexico United as a return to Hearts of Oak. Uh, the left back joined New Mexico United on a season-long loan in January. During his time, he made 11 appearances, scored two goals and two assists during the 2022 season. Avuka's impressive stint with the American club has sparked rumors that New Mexico are weighing options to sign him permanently. However, the Albuquerque-based side are yet to put in a formal offer for the services of the 22-year-old. To me, this is a guy that I feel like we should be considering bringing back. And I don't know what it would take. I know reports were that the, the loan had an option to buy in it last season. Um, and this seems to give the, again, gives the appearance that there was that option to buy in there. I would love to see Ratty. He is a dynamic player. He is a guy that can make a difference. Uh, we saw how well he could play defensively. We saw him going forward. And could you imagine overlapping runs between Ratty, Ovuka, and Santi? Oh, trust me. I, that, <laughs> that is the reason why I looked up this article. Yeah, because I, I I said you know what, we haven't heard anything from Ratty. He wasn't on that that uh, release, the roster update release. He also, if you remember last year when we signed him, it was the worst kept secret at the time. Yes, because he, he, he the the same website. I'm almost positive <laughs> uh, released it way earlier than you yeah. in the USL did. So I said, you know what, let me do a little <laughs> Google search here. <laughs> And let me see if uh, the GhanaSoccer.net uh, maybe maybe jumped the gun a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got <laughs> got scooped hard on that. Um, and sure enough, I found a little that little article that you just read, and uh, it piqued my interest. So I sent it on to you guys, um, and and I do think that it it leaves the door wide open for him to come back. Mm-hmm. And my gosh, man. I mean, we talked about it before, like right after the offseason started, you know, um, Raddy playing on that side. You know, I know we have Suggs over there. I know Suggs is the captain. Um, Suggs is also quite a bit older than Raddy. Um, and, and so to see Raddy out there, you know, as the main starter or at least like co-starter with Son- or with Suggs out there, you know, uh, starting every other match or something. But he, I mean, I, I think back to that El Paso match and just the the poor, poor guy that he megged and dropped to his ankles and bullied off the ball. I mean, he just dominated. I can't remember what that guy's name is. And he's probably thankful that I can't remember his name because it was it's I'm not mentioning him in a in a good light. Yeah. yeah. But uh I mean Ratty, that was like, oh, okay, that's what this guy has. Yeah. and can do um so to see that out there you know overlapping with santi or, or or even vice versa if ratty gets the ball and pushes forward as santi overlap him i mean ah it's 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 a very very intriguing sight um that this article at least gave me some hope that it's not dead that it, yeah. it could still happen yeah that would be an interesting piece to bring back and but yeah I mean, we've still got a long way to go uh, still a lot of announcements uh, left. Hey, Sombrero, man. How you doing, buddy? Glad to have you here. Uh, appreciate you stopping by. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
sounds like we've got another signing announcement coming later this week uh, from David Carl. Uh, can't wait to see who gets announced next for New Mexico United. Um, the other piece of news that I had coming in tonight was, and this was something that, uh, oh, yeah, you know, Sombrero Man, you know, we, we talked about you know a little signing the Mexico United announced this week. Um, we talked to Andres Trujillo, just just some minor things. Um, you might want to go back, yeah, after we're yeah. done, rewind, uh, go back, watch on demand, uh, go go to all your podcast apps, download it a couple times, uh, yeah. leave a review, rate it, you know, even just just do things like that. It yeah. probably probably in your best interest. Yeah, and uh, David Curl obviously gave us a, a new announcement tonight. So, you know, you, you missed the whole thing. Yeah, um, messy. Yeah, yeah, messy, obviously. Um, the Today, the USL Championship announced the season format for 2023. Uh, and this included a massive change. Uh, the the conferences are now balanced. 12 clubs. Oh, God. <laughs> are we on Stitcher? You know, what? I'm fairly certain we are. Um, I'll go. I'll check real quick. Are we on Stitcher? Uh, the, the announcement by USL uh, while he's looking at Stitcher. Um, the typical home and home with the Western Conference foes. There's going to be 12 teams in each conference. Um, so we, we aren't getting any new teams. Uh, I don't think anybody left other than the MLS two sides, uh, aside from Loudon, uh, which is surprising. They're still there. But um, so 12 teams per, per conference. We play everybody in the Western conference home and home, um, which is nothing new. That's kind of standard, uh, quid pro quo for, for, uh, a normal non COVID season, but in a twist, we will now play everybody in the Western conference, uh, six at home and six away. Uh, obviously who we play here and who we go to, uh, is yet to be announced, but, um, that means we will see the likes of Tampa Bay Rowdies. We will see the likes of Louisville, which we did play in the past already. Um, but but everybody over there in the East, we will play them in once in the regular season, uh, bringing a total to 34 games. Um, and then I think, you know, both of us kind of were excited about being able to play everybody at least once. That's, that's, that's really cool. Um, the only problem that I had with this was that eight of the 12 teams in each conference make the playoffs. That just yes. is, is way too many. Um, but what is this, the NBA? But okay, calm down there. <laughs> um, but at the same time, you know, we had seven last year. That's, I mean, seven, eight. What's the difference there? And I don't know if you can go to six. I mean, could you go to six and give two buys? Is that uh, is that what you would have preferred? Because uh, I'm I'm kind of like I feel yeah. bad. I don't like that it's eight, but I I haven't been completely thrilled with an alternative option here yeah i'm not i'm not happy with eight i think it's i think it's far too many clubs uh to get into the playoffs um i, I yeah i think you have to go six with two buys you know give your one and two seeds the buy and go from there but yeah it's just uh yeah I don't know. I mean, I, I'm excited for the format. I'm excited for the year. I just, I'm not, yeah, I don't like the playoff structure. Like, I don't. And, and so, <laughs> so, uh, David over here, uh, love the interconference play, but it should be 16 in the playoff. Um, some bro man with a WWE joke. And I agree, 
but you know, um, uh, USL Pony, I think it was USL Pony, um, over on Twitter, um, had had an idea. I don't remember what his idea was, but he brought up a point that I hadn't thought of. Um, you know, with six teams, you get two first round matchups, you get two second round matchups, you get the conference final, and then you get the the championship. So that's only eleven playoff matchups or eleven playoff matches, um, and and that's it. Whereas if you did with, with this eight team format, you know, you got four, and then there's there's just there's just some more games. Um, sorry, Carlos chat threw this in the chat, and it's what I think. Uh, Hold uh, on. Yeah, yes. I think I think that would be fantastic. Uh, maybe not for the first round. I think if you if you don't get the buy, uh, you get it's like a play in round. Uh, yeah. And then once you get to the conference semifinals, uh, then you do a home and away, and then you do a home and away for the conference finals. Then you do a home and away. Uh, I'm not going to dignify that with a response, David Girl. Um, <laughs> and then you do a home and away for the final. And, and I do think that. Uh, is a solid, uh, solid play there because MLS had uh, had legs in the playoffs um, up until 2019. When you guys won the championship, uh, when Atlanta United won the championship, was it two legs or was it just the one game? The final was just the one game. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So it must have been the year before that that they did away with legs. If I could be wrong, but um. Um, I, I think that, uh, it could be better, but at the same time, Hey, we've got a, a two and three chance of making the playoffs. And if you don't make the playoffs with, with only four teams from your conference missing out, uh, you, you were probably pretty bad. So, so I, I, I do like the idea of, you know, as a fan of a team, the fact that, you know, we can get in and make a run. Uh, even if we don't have the best off season or best regular season or something like that, that's exciting to me. Um, but I, I mean, I'll finally address David's comment. Um, I don't see getting rid of the playoffs altogether. Um, but I, because that's I, the American way we have playoffs, damn it. <laughs> well, and it, it's just, it, it, it comes down to this. I mean, it, it just, it, it comes down to money. That's yeah. all it is. Um, and with a with a with a league like we have with the two conferences and it being like spread out over the whole continental United States, it doesn't work necessarily to play a fully balanced schedule of, um, you know, play everybody in the league twice, so that it's all fair and you get a true winner there. But but nonetheless, uh, I do I do think that the supporter shield should hold more value um in, in in american soccer uh i i think that if you win the regular season and you are the best team over 34 match matches that should be worth more than a team like real salt lake or real monarchs in 2019 no offense Kalen ryden um but a team that gets hot at the right time and goes on a run after being mediocre the rest of the season, that shouldn't be as valuable as a team that was the best team over 34 matches. 
but I don't know. Like it's, it's in our heads as American sports fans that the, the cup is worth more. And so I don't know how you fix that unless you do away with the playoffs, but that's never going to happen because of the money. Yeah, I think, yeah, I don't see the league changing that. I do agree with Carlos because I'm fairly certain that pro rail is coming. Uh, I think that would be, I think that would be fantastic to see. Um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think there's, I, I think the intra the interconference play over the past season or two ha- has really shown the league what it can do. And we can just see some teams that we've never seen before. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to potentially go places that we've never seen. Uh, have I, There was a comment over on Reddit uh, saying, if the USL pays attention to who's played where before, we could potentially have Lou City, Tampa, uh, Charleston all coming here. We've had Charleston here before, though. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, but yeah, I just there, there's some interesting potential matchups, potential away days, potential home days. Um but yeah, fix the playoff format. Fix it. You don't need eight. <laughs> you don't need eight out of 12. Um, but I think it does also set the league up well for 2024 when uh, you got a couple more teams joining the league. Um, and yeah, it's uh, it's going to be fantastic. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What's this? To a cup tournament between all USL leagues, like a league's cup and US Open Cup. Hmm. Hmm. I'm pretty sure, and the winner, the winner gets a Concacaf spot. How about that? Concacaf would never let that happen, but I, I would be of course. <laughs> exactly, that's the thing. Uh, away day at Hartford Green Chili Clam Pizza. I mean, I'd be down to try it. I guess. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. So, so, so I saw Phoenix post that they they listed the teams that they have never played before. Mm-hmm. Am I crazy or have we played everybody? Uh, we played Loudon. We, we played, played Charleston. We played Tampa. We haven't played. Have we played Tampa? Tampa's the one that I can't remember. Well, we we played Birmingham. We, we played, played Birmingham. Charleston. We played Detroit we, City. We, we played, played Loose City. We played Indy. We played yeah. Loudon. We played Loose City. We played Memphis. Yeah, I think Tampa's Indy. the only one left. We played Pittsburgh. Yeah. And we played Tulsa. But yeah, I don't. I don't think we've played Tampa. So that might yeah. be the only one. But for okay. some reason in my head, I'm thinking we have played Tampa, but I, I can't think yeah. when we did or what the result was. So now I'm going to have to go back and look. But um, uh, it, it struck me because they had Phoenix had a list of like four. Yeah. That I was like, really? And then I was thinking about it and I was like, I feel like we've played just about everybody. Yeah, yeah, we never played Tampa because I think because uh, in the in the COVID season we had Tulsa and Phoenix didn't. I yeah. could be wrong on that, um, but yeah, I don't think. And I mean, I was kind of like, I know I mentioned I was talking to David. I was like, oh, because you, know, you could play Atlanta. I'm like, no, Atlanta's MLS too. They're gone. Um, you know, so yeah, it's kind of amazing that Phoenix has four clubs that they never played. But I guess it's not really that surprising because they ha- we haven't had interconference play. Yeah for all that long so um, but i mean we've had it the same amount that they've had it and we only have the one team which just kind of threw me off but i think i don't know oh well, we had we had that we had the extra club last season yeah we did have yeah have we had the extra one yeah uh if you have any away day what would it be of the clubs that are left uh, of the clubs there um for me 
I'd love to go to Tampa. I think that'd be a great environment with Ralph Smob and everything. I think that's a, I think it's a fantastic option. If we're just talking Eastern Conference, then yeah, it's it's Tampa. Um, Tampa, maybe Charleston. Mm-hmm. Um, just the history that they have. I mean, Tampa does too, obviously, but but the history that that Charleston has with this league and 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 the ties that we kind of have with our club. You know, Zach, um, Alex Portillo, Azira uh troy all kind of having ties to charleston uh, zach i said zach first i thought you said alex i thought i said zach first oh. uh anyways yeah um everybody everybody has has uh you know with the ties that we have there and and the history that they have with with the usl and charleston's a a, a fairly nice place i think and tech effect oh yeah it's a great city i have family that are close to there now so um so Charleston might be it. If we're talking all around, uh, San Diego is still my go-to. Like, yeah, that's where that's where I want to go. Uh, just because I like the area, but that's just me. That's why we're thinking Tampa. That's why. Mm. Okay. That's it. So. But yeah, I mean, man, the the off season is flying. It really is. Off season is flying. We've got more signings to come here. Uh, at least one, but more before the new year. We've got the the league format for next season, and we are just we are right literally th- uh, we are just under three months away mm-hmm. from opening day. And we have uh, they said the schedules will be announced uh, in January mm-hmm. uh, sometime, so hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, you know, we talked about seven and nine. Uh, if we stay at the same roster size, new play or players to be announced, maybe returning, maybe new. Um, yeah, it's the World Cup's over. Uh, we can focus on the, what? The, the World Cup. Oh yeah, that, that that thing. Yeah, it's it's over now, so we can. Oh, nugget from David. Homo first, first first week of January. All right, so that's way good. to start the new year. Um, so we'll we'll get stuff like that coming in. We'll get new players coming in. We'll get. Uh, um, I, I really like to look around at the other the other teams as well, and their signings. So it's, I mean. Uh, we're a New Mexico United podcast, but we play all these other teams. And so I like to know what's going on over there as well. Uh, um, yeah, we do have the Women's World Cup coming this summer. Uh, that'll be after the game. The USL starts as well. So, um, But as far as the offseason is concerned, it's going to be uh, how can we beat Messi in the World Cup if he's playing for us, David? Uh, in the Open Cup, yeah. I know, you're contradicting that, that's, me. That's a great question there, yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, I mean, it, it's... It's full go. We talked to Andres earlier in the podcast about the runner season. It, it, he's that good. <laughs> uh, it's it's already started. Uh, got a home game coming up for them uh, coming up on January seventh, and then we'll just keep uh, we'll just keep keep trugging along. We'll we'll come out with more podcasts as we get more news, and and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm excited to go from World Cup mode to silly season USL mode uh full time now Ooh, a new video board yeah a bunch of new things at, at the mm-hmm. uh no hill yeah i know so we might be able to get a little bit bigger pitch as far as width wise anyways which will be exciting yeah give, give more room for santi and ratty to to do their damage on that left side <laughs> it certainly would um i'm gonna speak it into existence Seth. yes we are yes we're, we're gonna make ratty happen that's what we're gonna do um we don't care about the away team we don't care about them. <laughs> Rip to the hill. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's 
man, it, it feels like it feels like the season never really stopped. You know, we've still got, and we talked about it last night. You know, well, that's because we did thirty pods for the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that is true, and uh, who knows? We might do the same for the women's World Cup. We'll see what happens. Carlos, but, Carlos brings in a good point there. We use the away locker room, so uh, uh, a new locker room is okay. A new away locker room means a new locker room for us. So. So that's that's good. Thanks, Carlos, for that. Measure. Yeah, hey, appreciate that. Um, yeah, and it's just so much going on right now. We are planning on being back after the new year. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Carlos and David, uh, last any questions for us? I'm curious. All right, anything at all? Uh, and after that, we'll wrap the show up. But um, I had one more for you, Seth. Okay. Um, you know, we we talked. We argued about Santi. We did this. We did that. Uh, and then David teased uh, another announcement there. Assuming it's a, we'll say new player, uh, because we, we kind of know the list of old players there. Mm-hmm. In your little, uh, okay, what position signing? <laughs> basically where I was going. Is, is who do you want this to be? Uh, Carlos, real quick, uh, my forehead's resolution is to get smaller. Um <laughs> We'll see how that goes. I'll let you know. That's a great resolution there. Um, position shining to announce next. <sighs> I want to see a. I. I want to see a. a, 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 a like a like an, I want to see a nine or a ten. That's what I want to see. Nine or ten. Someone that can attack and go forward. That's what that's what I want to see. See, I'm on the opposite spectrum. I want a center back. There you go. We, we really have, you know, uh, Kalen and Seymour. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking of a 4-4-2, uh, or at least a four at the back system. Uh, I think that was what was more beneficial toward to us last year uh, in what we were dealing with. And so, but even three at the back, I mean, that that even uh, need, we need more bodies back there in that position if we do the three at the back and we, we really only have the two. And so uh, I would like a, a center back back there. Um, but I, I'd be perfectly okay with a nine or a 10 as well. Yeah, I almost said that I almost said a defender um, just because we need one. We need some depth there. Um, I don't know if you've been in the, the training center. I have not yet. Yeah, okay. That was so when I went down for the press conference. That was actually my first time inside the, the training center. I haven't had a chance to get down there to any of the other press conferences or the or the opening of it. And on the wall in there, it shows some formations and it shows the the terminology that, that they use. And so thinking about how you're th- you're looking at it as a four four two, I'm thinking, okay, I know what I saw on the wall, and I know where I would want to see someone introduced. And so that's why I'm like, okay, do I want to see like a nine or 10 or do I want to see a defender? So it, it's really interesting to, to see that. Like, so are, are we talking a, like a, a, uh, a system a, a like whiteboard where, situation where they have stuff written down or is it like a, on it's like a, permanent it's like, type it's like a plaque, like a solid okay, thing. Okay. It shows the formation, talks about the verbiage and you know, how the roles are expected to play. It's got different variations of, of that formation. Um, so it's really kind of interesting to see that, yeah. And, and it really gives a like a really clear idea into you know what the club and what Zach is trying to do from an on the pitch perspective. And so I kept looking at it throughout the press conference yesterday, and so like knowing who we have and knowing what I want to see, like I think it's really interesting. 
And the fact that Davis says our two choices are very interesting leads me to think that we're going to either get a attacking player or a defensive player. Well, I mean, that is two thirds. <laughs> I looked at his comment about two very interesting choices and said, we're both wrong. And it's a freaking midfielder is what it read to me, but I could just be uh, reading too much into it. I, either way, uh, new player announcements are, are always exciting. No, we're not going to get a third keeper. David Earl. It's Earl. 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 <laughs> He's going to be sneezing at the press conference whenever it's announced yeah, and hacking up along. Uh, but yeah, so um, rejected. Uh, I think the, uh, the, the uh, oh man, I love when the chat's active, but it distracts me so much because yeah. I do not have a ability to focus on what I'm saying anyways. So um, uh, David, Carlos, uh, thank you so much. Seth, uh, if you got anything else, I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Then, then let's go ahead and get out of here. We will, um, at least me and Seth will be back tomorrow. Um, uh, have a little World Cup uh, recap of the whole tournament in a whole, or the tournament in whole, and uh, well, what we what we really liked about it, what we didn't like so much about it, and and stuff like that. And then that'll put a, a nice little bow on our World Cup uh, coverage for now until the Women's World Cup later this summer. Um, and then we'll be back uh, as far as New Mexico United. Uh, we'll be back after the first um, and, and see what happens. Unless unless we get some groundbreaking stuff between now and then. Um, or if David wants us to announce a, yeah, a yeah. new signing live on you, air. You, we said, would, we will you, said, you said you got to keep it on, keep us on our toes as far as... Uh, announcements and stuff i, I think a, a very good option for that is is to have us uh break it here live on the pod but um uh whatever you guys want to do uh you just let us know david we're we're up for it um so until tomorrow if you have been following our world cup coverage and want to catch that uh if if you're just strictly here for united then catch us again in a couple weeks and until whenever the next time you tune in guys someone's in You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.